It has got to be one of the most common comments that I get. Whenever I ask you guys, one of the top requests is always, tell us more about how you balance your schedule as a mom who also runs a business. How do you do it all? That's what people say to me in real life too. How do you do it all? My friends ask me, I just don't see how you do it. How do you run a business and homeschool your kids and also cook meals and exercise and, 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 and? Well, the short answer is that phrase, you can have anything, but you can't have everything, which could also be said, you can do anything, but you can't do everything. Really, what the answer to this question comes down to more than anything else is just making those decisions about what your real priorities are and then making the judgment calls about how to actually prioritize the things that are, in fact, important to you and say no to basically everything else. I know a lot of you would like a little bit more kind of practical detail or examples about how I actually do this in my life, though. So that's what I want to share with you next. I want to paint the picture of what my days look like, what my weeks look like to help you understand how I do this and what I do. We became entrepreneurs because, more than anything, we want freedom. We want to be in control of our own schedule, income, and life. But unfortunately, that isn't always the reality of being a business owner. I'm Gillian Perkins, and I'm on a mission to take back entrepreneurship for what it's supposed to be. In every episode, I'll share with you how to get the most out of every hour you work so that you can work less and earn more. Let's get to it. I've made some notes here on my phone to help me remember what exactly do I do each week. First of all, I run my business and I run my YouTube channel. I also homeschool my kids. I cook. I try to cook healthy meals every day. Uh, I also tidy my house and I do some exercise and I try to take care of myself. Now, for me, this doesn't so much mean like pamper myself, but I want to make sure that I am physically taking care of myself so that I can have enough energy and be in a reasonably good mood so that I can take care of those around me and so that I am able to work on the projects that I want to do. And really what it comes down to is so that I can love others well. Those are the things that I do. We'll get more into that in a minute, but I also wanted to tell you a couple things that I don't do. One thing I don't do is I don't clean. <laughs> so that might sound a little bit weird, but I pay for cleaning service for my home. Let me explain that a little bit. I definitely used to, for a very long time, clean my own house. I did that when I had a smaller house that took less time to clean and I was making less money. At a certain point, as we've moved and moved and moved again, the houses that we were living in were big enough that they took a lot more time to clean and so around that time, obviously, that was also related to earning more money, so living in a bigger house, I realized that one way I could essentially buy more time, which is something you can't do that much, would be to pay someone to clean my house for me so that I didn't have to spend the time on that. I can have a little bit more room in my schedule. So I decided that that would be a priority in my budget to be able to afford to do that. And I think that that was a great decision. Obviously, it's not an option for everyone, but if it's something that could potentially fit into your budget, perhaps if you sacrifice something else, I would urge you to consider it because, like I said, there are very few ways you can actually buy time, but that is one of them. 
Another thing I don't do, as I alluded to earlier, is pamper myself. Thing is like getting my nails done, getting my hair done, getting a massage, all that sort of stuff. It's fun. I kind of really like it. But I realized that those things all take time, which means I have less time in my schedule, which can actually cause me to be more stressed. And even though they're fun and I enjoy them, they don't really add more joy to my life. They don't really increase my satisfaction with life. So basically, they don't really feed my soul. So I decided to prioritize the time and the money for things like eating healthy food and just having some quiet time and time to read my Bible and time to exercise, because I think that those are the things that really give me the most energy and the most joy and the most satisfaction with my life, which again, those are the things that enable me to love others better. So I mostly avoid the pampering type things. I do occasionally go get my hair done or every once in a while get my nails done or get a massage, but it's not a regular thing that's taking time in my schedule. And then one more thing I don't do is just watching TV or movies very much. I'll occasionally watch a movie. I'll certainly watch a few YouTube videos every week, but it's not taking up much time in my schedule. Now, I mentioned each of these things that I don't do, not at all to make you feel bad if you choose to do them. But I just want you to have a realistic picture of what I am fitting in and what I'm not. Because if you saw the list of the things I am fitting in, and then you just assumed that that was in addition to watching a couple hours of TV every night and getting my hair done every other week or something like that, then the, the mystery of my life and how I fit everything in would be quite a mystery. So I just want you to understand what I'm doing, what I'm not, um, and some ways in which I'm saving some time. So next, I want to share with you two important principles that help me to balance my life and my work and get everything done that I want to get done. And then I want to walk you through my typical daily schedule. The first principle I mentioned earlier on, it's know your priorities. You can do anything, but you can't do everything. So here's the thing. If you try to fit everything into your schedule that society says you should, or even just everything that seems normal to do, then you're not going to have the time to do the things that are really important to you, and you'll feel like you don't have enough time. And that's why it is so important to know your true priorities so that you can give them time and space in your schedule, give them the energy and attention that you want to, and then let other things fill in the cracks. Because if you just do what everyone else says is normal, what you see everyone else doing, then you're not going to have time for those things. The second principle is to keep each activity as simple as possible. This is important. It helps so much because things that are simple tend to take less time and energy. And so if you can keep each activity as simple as possible so that you still get the, the benefits or the results from it that you want, but it's taking up less time and energy, then you'll be able to fit more things in your schedule and or have more white space, more relaxation, less stress in your schedule. So let me give you a few examples of what this looks like in my life. First of all, with work. Obviously, a lot of people work 40 plus hours a week, but I strive to work just about 20 hours a week because that gets me the results I want, but in a way that doesn't take up too much of my time and energy. Now, I know that that's not possible for everyone, but let me kind of share with you the backstory of this. Back when I earned way less money than I earned today, when I was earning just about $30,000 a year or less, 
I made a decision to value my time at a certain dollar amount and not do any work that paid less than that. Now, the dollar amount that I originally identified was $30 an hour, which might seem a little high considering how little per year I was earning. But I realized that if I put a little bit more time and effort into finding the work, I could find some work that paid me that much. And then I could work fewer hours per week and earn about the same amount as if I was working, say, minimum wage full time. Now, that might not sound very smart because I was spending more time finding the work. And so overall, I was working a little bit more time. But the reason this worked out and why I would recommend to other people to do this is that, yes, it took more time and effort to find that work, but I didn't have to keep putting in that time and effort. Because once I found a job or a gig or a client who would pay me that much, I could typically keep working that system, keep serving that client, keep doing that gig, keep working that job. And I didn't have to keep putting in more time and effort to be able to earn that hourly rate. Obviously, over time, I've been able to increase that rate that I see my time as worth. And that's because I've continued to prioritize finding work that pays higher and improving my skills so that I am worth more per hour rather than prioritizing earning possibly a little bit more money now by just taking the work that is easier to find. Now, for another example of how I have tried to simplify tasks so that I can get bigger results with less effort would be with homeschool. Now, when kids go to school, a lot of the time they're there from eight or nine in the morning until two or three in the afternoon. So they might be there for five to seven hours. And that is a lot of time to spend on school. So some people, when they homeschool, they think they need to spend that much time. However, I found that one of the nicest things about homeschooling is that because you have such a amazing teacher to student ratio, you can get a lot more done in a lot less time. So for example, in our family, where I have three kids that I'm doing school with, a preschooler, a first grader, and a third grader, we are able to get all of the schoolwork done in about two hours per day. The reason why that is possible, aside from the great teacher-to-student ratio, so we're not wasting as much time, is because I keep things really simple. We don't do all the different subjects we could. I prioritize skills over just learning knowledge. So for example, we focus on reading, writing, math, and then problem solving and self-management. Now, this last two things are not actual subjects that we sit down and do workbook work with, but they're just things that I have the kids practice and I try to teach the kids over time. The reason why I prioritize those skills over knowledge is first of all because those skills are things that they can build on over time and they will serve them for the rest of their life. But it also means that much sooner than later, they are going to be able to play a big role in the management of their schooling. That's what I did when I was homeschooled myself. By fifth grade, I was managing all of my schooling. I was choosing most of my curriculum. I was reading the teacher guides and the student text. And I was able to just learn on my own. And my parents got to be very uninvolved. Of course, they were involved to some degree. And it's important to have accountability and some leadership. But they didn't have to spend much time at all managing or teaching me. So that's my goal for my kids, because obviously right now I am doing all the teaching and we're able to get school done in about two hours a day because we keep it simple. 
And again, we're not wasting time because we have such a good student to teacher ratio. But in just a couple of years, their school will take a lot more time because they'll have to get into more of those knowledge subjects rather than just the skill based subjects. So there will be a lot more reading to do and math problems will take longer to solve and things like that. So my goal for them is that by the time they get to that point, they will be able to largely self-direct. So I will still be able to spend relatively minimal time just overseeing and providing that accountability and helping them rather than managing everything. We just put the finishing touches on a brand new free business course for all of you who are listening right now because you're just getting your business started. I know that when you are in those beginning stages, there are so many unknowns and it can be hard to grasp the big picture of where you're really taking your business and what you need to do to grow your business and reach your goals for it. I know that because that was exactly how I felt for the first few years when I was getting started and it took me quite a while to understand that big picture. But once I did, I got so much clarity about exactly what I needed to do. So that's why I decided to create this free small business 101 course that gives you that big picture perspective. It teaches you the basics of what you need to do to get your business started, as well as helps you to understand actually how your business is going to make money and how you can set up a sales funnel to drive sales into your business, how you can start working with those customers sooner rather than later. So if this sounds like it would be helpful to you and you want to get your hands on a free copy of this course, then just head to gillianperkins.com slash 101. Finally, I wanted to wrap this up by just kind of walking you through what a typical day in my life looks like. But I have to start by saying every day in my life is different. I love routines and there are some routines that I'm able to stick with, but I've just come to a point in my life where I have accepted the fact that I live my life in a really flexible and organic way and I just kind of go with the flow and I'm not very good at sticking to most routines. So every day looks different. Um, Most days I wake up at 7 a.m., but sometimes if I stayed up too late the night before, I might sleep until 8. If I went to bed earlier, I might wake up at 6. Anyway, It changes every day based on what different activities we have on the schedule and how we're feeling and what I need to get done with work and all those sorts of things. So this is just a typical day. It's not every day. So on a typical day, I wake up at about seven and then I might make breakfast for myself and the kids. Then by about 8.30, I might go and work. And typically I either spend all morning working or all afternoon working. If I worked in the morning, then what we spend the first part of the afternoon doing is school. We'll spend about two hours, maybe from 1.30 to about 3.30 or a little less doing school. I'll help them with most of their subjects. And then they also are able to do a little bit of the work on their own. Once we're done with school, the second half of the afternoon is completely just flex time. Maybe I do some chores. Maybe we go grocery shopping. Maybe I just sit on the couch and read a book. Maybe I play some games with the kids. There are all sorts of options. It just kind of depends on what needs to get done. By about 5.30 or 6, preferably on the sooner side, but realistically more often on the later side, I start working on dinner. I try to cook a healthy dinner for my family every evening, if possible, although sometimes activities get in the way of that. And then we'll eat at about 6.30 or 7. After dinner, we go through the kids' bedtime routine. Typically, 
either my husband or I will be putting them to bed, which involves toothbrushing, pajamas, and reading a story. And the other one of us will do the dishes for the day. Once the kids are in bed and the dishes are done, there's normally about an hour before I'd like to be in bed. So most of the time I try to use the first part of this time to exercise for the longest time, up until the last year or so. I avoided exercising in the evening because I've heard that exercise wakes you up. And so you want to exercise early in the day to help wake you up. And you want to avoid exercising in the evening because it can keep you from sleeping. But... Uh, after trying that for a long time and it really just not working for me, I decided to try the other way and it works so much better for me. Exercising tends to make me more tired and kind of wear me out. So when I would exercise earlier in the day, I would be out of energy. But if I exercise in the evening, then it really helps to use up some of the last part of the energy and allow me to sleep better. And it also just fits into my schedule so much better. I don't spend a whole lot of time exercising, though. I try to keep my routine very minimalist because exercise, I believe, is important, but it's not a huge priority of mine. So I typically just try to focus on some intense kind of high-impact moves for about 15 minutes, and then I will relax on the couch and read a book or journal or maybe watch some YouTube videos until about 9 or 9.30, at which point I get ready for bed. And I try to have the lights out by about 10 p.m. So the two big activities that we need to do pretty much every weekday is school and work. But those two activities kind of flip-flop. Sometimes we do work in the morning and school in the afternoon and sometimes vice versa. And that kind of depends on what activities the kids have going on at what time of day. There are also, of course, those evening activities. For us, those include things like gymnastics, swim, game nights, Bible studies, different things like that. There are obviously so many fun activities that we and the kids could do. However, there are other things that we do if we're at home. If we're at home, then we're going to enjoy a nice family dinner together. We typically read a chapter of the Bible after dinner. We get to have a nice, relaxed bedtime with the kids. And, you know, things like my exercise and just some relaxation. And those things are important, too. In fact, I think that those things are probably more important than the activities, although the kids, of course, love the activities. And a lot of the time, the activities are where we get in some social time. And that's important, too. All this to say, there needs to be some balance. So I try to limit our evening activities to no more than about three times per week. So we get slightly more of the, the normal, boring, relaxing routine and slightly less of the busyness that comes with those activities. But it's certainly a balancing act. As I mentioned at the beginning of this video, a lot of this just comes down to knowing your priorities, knowing what the non-negotiables are that you want to absolutely fit into your schedule. So a few of my non-negotiables are work. You know, I got to somehow make some money to support my family. School, because my kids are only getting older and older and I don't want them to um, get behind. I want to make sure that they are continuing to learn and grow. Taking time to listen to my kids. That's obviously not something that gets scheduled onto my calendar, but making sure that there's enough white space, enough time when I can just play with them, enough time when I can read to them, enough time for bedtime so that I can listen to them and we're not constantly rushing from one activity to another is really important. Another one would be Bible. Both time for me to read my Bible myself, 
time to read to the kids, time to do our evening Bible reading as a family. That's a high priority of mine. And then the last one is just white space on my schedule. Sometimes I calendar block and I book everything to the minute. When I do that, though, I try to really overestimate each of the different blocks of time so that I'm not feeling rushed from one thing to the next. But however you do it, I would just, at least for me, I find it really important that there's breathing room so that I don't end up feeling stressed. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Work Less, Earn More. Now, here's what I want you to do next. Take a screenshot of this episode you're listening to right now and share it out on your Instagram stories. And when you do, make sure you tag me at Gillian Z Perkins so I can see you're listening. Sharing on stories is going to help more people find this podcast so they too can learn how to build their business in a way that allows them to work less and earn more. And if you really love the show, head over to Apple Podcasts right now and leave Work Less, Earn More a review to give it a boost and help even more people find it. Okay, let's wrap this up. I'm Gillian Perkins, and until next week, stay focused and take action. Take action.